Judge Winkler, Your Honor, we saw that you finalized more than 180 adoptions in 2022. In your entire judicial career, how many adoptions would you say you've actually overseen? Since I came to probate court or the adoption court in 2015, I've presided over over 2,000 adoptions. The correct number is around uh, 2,150. Uh, that's a huge number. Does that amaze you? It does. I feel blessed to be the adoption judge here in Cincinnati, and it's been really the highlight of my judicial career to be able to do the adoptions. Tell us about the, the importance of adoption, You know what, what it really means when, when new families are created. With adoption, the child is in some type of bad situation uh, where something has to give and the person or the agency is looking for a family that will love and give the child a lot of good care and a, a safe place to live. So the importance of adoption in, in our society is paramount because all, I feel like all kids deserve to live in a loving, safe, and caring home. And uh, there's a lot of reasons that children come up for adoption. Uh, usually it's a case where the parents, the biological parents, can't safely care for the child due to some problems that they may have, or that they do have, actually. What goes through your heart when you see the joy on the faces of, of the kids and, and their parents when everything is kind of, you know, signed and sealed? Well, I just, uh, I feel like having happy tears a lot. Judges aren't supposed to cry on the bench, but the only crying I've done on the bench is when I, I have a adoption day or I like to start Monday morning with an adoption, and I like to end my week, my last case on Friday. I always try to schedule an adoption because I start the week off great and I end the week great. But in between that, that time, I do a lot of other cases that aren't usually quite as happy. So for me, it's uh, it's kind of like Christmas Day every day for me when I'm going to have adoptions on my docket. And uh, I just have a soft heart for families that adopt. And adoption's not easy. It requires a lot of courage. And a lot of times the children have special medical issues. And uh, I admire the, the courage of adoptive parents to step up and help, help these children out. Is there any particular adoption that really sticks in your mind, something you, you constantly reflect back on that was really special? All of them are special, but certain ones are extra special. Um, one adoption, a young lady uh, got pregnant when she was in high school at 17, and uh, she decided to give her son up for adoption to a wonderful family. And uh, as the, I learned more and read more about the case, uh, I had an adoption, and uh, the woman was now 38 years old, um, so she had she had rarely seen her son for 21 years, but the adoptive mother called her up one day and said, "Your your son's having some trouble. Would you be willing to adopt your biological grandchildren?" So at age 38, this uh, 
this mother of three children, she's married and has a husband and three children. She decides to adopt her biological granddaughter, who's uh, three years old. So that really struck me as she saved a son and gave him up for adoption, but then 21 years later, she's adopting her own biological granddaughter. I also had a case where a couple was only 23 years old, and they had a two-year-old son, but they had had a young man living with them for four years from the time he was 13, and uh, his mom was and dad were deceased, but they were just his guardian uh, for those four years. But he was he got accepted to college. Actually, it was Cincinnati Christian University, which unfortunately doesn't exist anymore. But anyway, they adopted him when he was 17 and a half. So they were only five years older than him, but they decided they wanted him to be their son. So those are two of the ones I remember the the best. And there's a couple other ones that really stand out in my mind. I, so, But uh, those are two that were very, just very interesting cases. So when you're you're on the bench, you're hearing about all this, you hear a lot of personal information and so forth. Um, you know, is it is it culture or, or what is it that you know people are, are are struggling with these days? What what do you sense, you know, causes people to come sometimes go sideways? Well, mostly, like when I first got here, I thought it would be that the biological parents were involved with some serious crimes. But what I've found it to be is more of an addiction issue with the biological parents or some pretty strong mental health issues with the biological parents. That's the majority of the parents that can't care properly for their children. Um, thankfully, it's it's fairly rare that there's extreme abuse or a problem like that, but that that's part of it. So I would say 90% of the children that come up for adoption, their parents just can't currently care for them because of mental health problems or addiction problems. And sometimes it's both. It's a, what they call a dual diagnosis where you have some mental health issues and an addiction. So that's the most of the adoptions I see. And you touched on this just a little bit earlier, the about adoption, you know, can be can be tough and complicated. Do do some people have the idea that adoption is just too strenuous or tough to to even approach? And how do you respond to that? Well, I've, that's what I've tried to change. Kind of the culture in my hometown is that it's you don't have to be perfect to adopt. So I've done a lot of my publicity is done to encourage people that might not feel perfect perfect enough to adopt, that they're like, well, this family wasn't perfect and they adopted, so I'm going to give it a shot. So there's no perfect parents. I, I tried my hardest with my children and I did the best I can, but I can't say I was a perfect parent. So it does, it's a lot of hard work being a parent anyway, but uh, if you're willing to love and care for and keep a child safe, then you're qualified to foster and or adopt a child. And it really helps the community 
when you do that. So we're looking for help all around the country if you've always had that on your heart. I've had a lot of people come in and say, I wanted to adopt a child since I was a, a child. So I view that as a Holy Spirit thing. Like I, whether I had my own children or not, I always was going to adopt. So that's a very great thing when I hear that from adoptive parents. You, you mentioned foster care. Uh, are foster families kind of in short supply? Is it, is it difficult to get a lot of fostering going on? It seems to be getting better, but we always need more foster families. So I would say, yes, we have a shortage, but it seems to imp- be improving. And some families are willing to f- do the foster to adopt, which is, I really like that because they have a chance to fall in love with the child and the child has a chance to fall in love with them. And uh, most of the time it works out, but there's no guilt put on the foster parents if they decide not to adopt. So it's kind of a easing into adoption, the way they the run foster to adopt in my hometown. So I like that. And then the foster parents, if they decide not to adopt, they're still allowed to foster to adopt again. There's no nothing punitive or they don't get punished for it not being a good fit because, as you know, things aren't always a good fit. And then the child is supposed to be with somebody else if it's not doing well in your home. So you're you're kind of keeping that child from finding their a better home if it's not working out in your home. Okay, understood. So it's very clear that you're you're a man of faith. Do you ever think about how God has put you in this position that you can really do so much good? Um, I do feel like I was given a chance for this job by God because I I had a heart for children and coaching my whole life and my my parents when I was a young adult I thought everyone volunteered or did work in their community but I found out that my parents were kind of extraordinary in that regard so it's it is I consider it my ministry to be the adoption judge and I had some prompting I feel by God to to run for probate court because I was I was a judge since 1999 and I, I didn't become the adoption judge until January of 2015. But I think with the cases I was given in the criminal courts and the civil courts before I became the adoption judge, I felt like I had some real serious cases where children were hurt or abused by their biological families. And then the second thing is every every felony case I had I would get a report. You get it's called a pre-sentence investigation before you pass a sentence on somebody that's found guilty of a felony. The thing I started to realize is they're all very different people, but there was one common thing in every uh, repeat offender report: they either didn't have a family or they were mistreated by their family. So I kind of wanted to change that dynamic, that where you can get a child into a loving, caring, and safe home as soon as possible and out of a dangerous home. So I'm not, like, uh, on the criminal cases, the worst offenders where something usually really bad happened to them as a child. Wow. 
Judge Winkler, I really appreciate you, you sharing your heart with us. Thank you very much. Well, thanks for uh, giving me a call. And uh, keep up the good work at K-Love. I listen to your radio station almost daily here in Cincinnati, and I appreciate the work you do. Thank you very much. When I, when I have my adoptions, I I talk about the superheroes that were adopted to fictional characters, but um, Superman and Spider-Man and Bat- Batman were all adopted uh, in different ways, but Superman was adopted by farmers in Kansas, and Batman was adopted by Alfred the Butler, and Spider-Man was adopted by his aunt and uncle. So the kids seem to like that. And I have, I had a funny adoption with a, a five-year-old boy. He, I said, did you know that Spider-Man was adopted? And he's like, yeah, I knew that. He's like, I'm wearing Spider-Man underclothes, and he <laughs> proceeded to show the everyone in the courtroom that he had on Spider-Man. Uh, under shorts, so it was kind of a, a funny thing. But we have a lot of cute things that happen. It's kind of like the Art Linkletter show, if you remember that. Like, kids say the darndest things. They're very very honest and very blunt sometimes. Right, yes, it was very... I, I also talk about... The other thing is Christians get some hard knocks from modern society. But I, I just wanted to let you know that it, it says in the report if the adoptive family, what their faith is, or if they have a faith. And I just want to let you know that over 90% of the people that are adopting identify as Christians. So the, the church must be doing something right. So even though we, as Christians, we're not perfect and the churches aren't perfect, it's kind of a good note that Christians adopt at a much higher rate than non-Christians. I know it's above 90% in my court, so that's a good experience. And if it's a secular family, I don't talk about Christianity in the court, but we've had a lot of good God moments where their pastor's here and they pray for the family in court, which is allowed. A lot of people think that's not allowed. And uh, I talk about uh, Moses being adopted by the the head of the of Egypt's family, and that that helped him free all the captives, what he learned on how to run a big metropolitan city back a long time ago allowed him to free many captives. But adoption is a form of you're freeing a child that's somewhat of a captive to a bad situation. And then the, the other thing, I talk about Ruth and Boaz a little bit. That was kind of an adoption in a way, but then the best adoption in the Bible is when we figure out we can't make it through this world on our own and we cry out for God's help and he adopts us right away and saves us when we say the when we say the prayer. So that's kind of how I feel is that uh, if adoption's good enough for God, it's good enough for me. I'll give you an amen there. Thank you very much. Appreciate it, sir. All right. Have a great day. Thank you.